Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. Today's date is the seventh day of October 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside in a beautiful day in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Uh, it's a beautiful day in California, and it means that this is one of the most beautiful days in terms of being a baseball fan for the entire year. We have four playoff games today, and already there's gigantic, gigantic pressure in two of them, and for two specific pitchers. Uh, the podcast I did yesterday was very Red Sox Indians heavy, so I'm just going to focus a, you know, a little bit on that right now. Obviously, a ton of pressure on David Price, who has had, at best, a checkered postseason history. It seems like the best moment he ever had in postseason was against the Red Sox out of the bullpen before anyone really had a read on him. But he's lost a bunch of games. He's been, this is the fourth consecutive postseason to feature David Price. And he's done with four different teams, Tampa, Detroit, uh, Toronto, and Boston. Well, we've got a big series now, and the Red Sox can't go down 0-2, and they're going to be facing Corey Kluber. So this is where he's going to earn his money. But the real game I want to talk about is the first game going on today, and that's Toronto-Texas. This is a gigantic game, and my voice just broke right there. This game is so big that I went into puberty again. The fact of the matter is, the Texas Rangers are the team that your pal Sully picked to win the damn World Series. And they got shelled at home with their ace on the mound. Their battle-tested postseason ace on the mound, Cole Hamels, got his lunch handed to him. It was over fast. Now, Let's go over what's happening today. The game hasn't happened yet. When you're listening to it, the game when you're listening to my voice right now, you already know what happened. I don't know. I'm living in the past. Jay Happ and his 20 wins are going for Toronto. Complete total house money. There is zero pressure on them. The Blue Jays' goal was to get to Texas, win a game, and come back where all they have to do is win two in their home park and move on to the League Championship Series for the second straight year. The, so there's, there's no pressure on Jay Happ. None. Zero. Zilch. If they lose 23 to nothing and Darvish strikes out 28 batters because uh, uh, the catcher dropped the foul pops, you know, or, or for whatever reason, there's some, there are ways you can get 28 strikeouts. Yeah, the, the catcher, I'm sorry, uh, lets a pass ball, the runner gets on, and he strikes out the 28th batter. If that happens, then it wouldn't be a perfect game. Forgive me. That's probably not going to happen. I'm going to go into it. Darvis is probably not going to throw a perfect game where he strikes out 28 batters, okay? So just forget that. But even if that does happen, the Blue Jays could just shrug and say, eh, well, we did our job. We did what we were supposed to do. So Darvish has to reach back and throw a great game. Otherwise, they'll be down you know, two bagel heading up to Canada and the Blue Jays will have to only win one game. Ah, but remember last year, 
The Rangers went up 2-0, went back to Texas, and all everything went to hell. And another thing to keep in mind, I did pick the Rangers to win the World Series. If they lose today to a 20-game winner, I know we're not supposed to look at wins, but he's a guy who won a bunch of games. If they lose today, they'll be on the brink. They could be eliminated on Sunday. But, take heart. I thought, when was the last time a team lost the first game of the playoffs and went on to win the World Series? I had to go all the way back to last year. Kansas City. Happened with the Royals. Royals lost the opening game to Houston. Everyone wet the bed. And the Royals came back. They wound up winning it all. Go back to 2012. Giants lost the first two games to Cincinnati. And they were, that was the year when the playoffs went 2-3 instead of 2-2-1. So the Giants had to win three on the road in Cincinnati. And that's exactly what they did. 2011... You saw Kansas, not Kansas City, uh, St. Louis lose the opener to Philadelphia, and they went on to win the World Series. So it's possible. It's possible. And you, Darvish, is a wonderful pitcher, and he could reach back. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, all the teams are playing today, but the big, I mean, even as a Red Sox fan, I could say the most interesting matchup of the day. Well, there are two most interesting matchups. The most interesting matchup in terms of urgency is the Texas Rangers, who I think have a shot to win it all this year, but they have to win today. Um, you know the, what happened in all the other matchups. Kershaw is going against Scherzer. Kershaw has to get the big game monkey off of his back. And, of course, Cueto and Lester. Now, if a team is going to knock the Chicago Cubs out of their inevitable march to the World Series. Johnny Cueto, who had a terrific year, John Lester had a terrific year. If Johnny Cueto wins that game, and we all know Bumgarner's going to pitch game, uh, game th either three or four, then that suddenly puts the Cubs back on their heels. It, that, there's no getting around that. If the Giants win, the Cubs are on their heels because they know they have to face Bumgarner. So that means every game not pitched by Madison Bumgarner becomes a must-win. This is the best day of the year as a baseball fan because you have all these games going on at once. And we're going to see. Great names. Kluber, Cy Young Award winner. Price, Cy Young Award winner. Kershaw, Cy Young Award winner. Scherzer, Cy Young Award winner. Cueto and Lester, big-time aces. Darvish, dominant pitcher, Jay Happ. Who would have guessed? 20 wins out of the guy. Well, in a couple hours, the first game's going to start. So, I'll check in with you when the Rangers and the Blue Jays game is over. Well, the Rangers are officially in deep, deep trouble. They're down two games to none, and... Man, all the reasons that I thought they were going to do well was partly because they had home field advantage and they had Hamels and Darvish going one and two. And now here we go back. They're going to go to Toronto. They're going to go to that zoo. And they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to take all the games there and win game five. Is that possible? Sure. Sure it is. 
you can, you know, you can lose the first two games and win the next three. We've seen that happen before. We've seen that happen uh, before with two teams at home. Like the Yankees lost the first two games of the division series in 2001. And the whole Derek Jeter play and everything and all that other crap that happened. And we all know what happened. And as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, the Giants had to win three games on the damn road in Cincinnati. They can pull it off. Absolutely they can pull it off. But that being said, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough for this Toronto team to not win at least one game at home. And so you have the Rangers. Here we've got the Rangers, my pick to win the World Series, the team that had home field advantage in the Division Series, League Championship Series, and the damn World Series. Saw their two best pitchers just get clobbered. This is why I don't gamble. This, this is why I don't gamble. I would have put money down on the Rangers. And now they're, they're going to be out. I mean, I mean, look, it'll be a colossal comeback if that. And last year you saw the, uh, uh, I mean, this very thing happened to Toronto last year. They lost the first two games at home. Then they went back. They'd have to reverse the script. You know? Toronto dropped the first two games at home. They went back to Texas. They won the next two games, and they won the wild game five. Is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? I can't even say probable. That's how improbable it is. All right. So, I mean, remember when I said that there'll be some team kicking themselves because they blew their chance to get into the American League wild card? Because the American League, because the American League is so wide open that anyone could win. If you are a Detroit fan, or if you are a Seattle fan, and you knew that like an additional three wins, three damn wins—a win here, a win there—that's one additional win every other month would have been the difference between being in the wild card game or not. And boy, can you imagine what it's like to be a Baltimore fan right now? It's like, oh, thank God we didn't use our best reliever right now. Because if evidently Darvish and Hamels were going to be throwing pumpkins up there and they could hit home runs at will, maybe we'd see Baltimore on the verge of moving forward. But no, we're going to see Toronto. And the thing that pisses me off is that guy who threw the bottle at Kim's head in the Baltimore game is happy right now. So, look at Toronto, got to give them credit. They went in to Texas, and for all of game one and for most of game two, it wasn't even a game. Like, the, you know, Rangers rallied a little bit. Wasn't enough. Hey, hey, well, the entire complexion of the American League playoffs could be completely completely flipped on its head, at least from your pal Sully's point of view, by this Sunday. And if the Toronto Blue Jays sweep them, then, man, they are going to be one dangerous team matching up with either Cleveland or Boston. Right now, Cleveland and Boston are starting up. I'll check in when that game ends. All right. Uh, I have people who say that I talk too much about the Red Sox. 
So, uh, and I did a whole episode watching the Red Sox lose the other day. So, I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to give you my analysis of game two of the division series between the Indians and the Red Sox. Crap. There you go. That, what's more to say? David, David Price wet the bed. The Red Sox couldn't hit. Corey Kluber looked terrific. The, you know, I wanted a full October of great baseball, and I may not even get Columbus Day. So uh, what's there more to say? The answer to that is none. None more to say. All right, let's see what happens with the Dodgers and the Nationals. As Clayton Kershaw. Look at, look, at, look at the pitchers who have wet the bed today. You Darvish, wet the bed. David Price, wet the bed. Uh, Max Scherzer, not strong. Uh, and Clayton Kershaw, not an ace. I mean, it's bottom of the fifth, and the Dodgers are already on their third pitcher, which when the Dodgers give uh, Clayton Kershaw four runs, you shouldn't be pitching Grant Dayton. Grant Dayton is now pitching for Los Angeles against Bryce Harper in a 4-3 game. So we'll see how this one ends. Uh, But that's it for the Red Sox analysis. Well, the Dodgers and Nationals game just ended, and a very strange sensation happened to me as I was watching the game because it was a good game. It was not the pitcher's duel that we all hoped it would be, but it was a thrilling game with a with a lot of players being used. In fact, I was hoping to go into extra innings because Dusty Baker had used all of his players from his bench, and I kind of was waiting to see which relief pitchers would actually have to have an at-bat. Kershaw got the win, but did he? But did he? I mean, he may have to get a Who Owns October because according to the rules of Who Owns October, the winning team has to have a pitcher get a woo. But I'm telling you, do you know who I'm going to give it to probably? I'm probably going to give it to Kenley Jansen. Because Jansen came out and in the eighth inning, got him out of the jams, and closed the door. Trust me, when you hand the ball to Clayton Kershaw and you give him four runs, you expect him to go deep in the game, and he didn't. And I'm sorry, everyone, you can't, you can't run from your own narrative. You can only reverse it. And this was another disappointing start from Clayton Kershaw. But the Dodgers got away with it. The Dodgers got away with it big time. And so now they know they're going to go back to L.A. with home field advantage. They just have to win their games there and move on. And so the strange sensation was this, that throughout the game, as I'm listening to it, I found myself going, oh, come on, knock this guy in, knock this guy in. Oh, strike him out, strike him out, strike him out. Oh, make the catch, make the catch, make the catch. And that's not unusual when you hang out with me watching a baseball game. The thing that made it strange was it kept changing which team I was rooting for. I know this will discuss by many Giant fan friends, but I have nothing against the Dodgers and wouldn't mind seeing them advance. But I also have a soft spot in my heart for the Washington Nationals and would like to see Dusty Baker advance and the city of Washington have a baseball championship for the first time since 1924. And believe me, crap like that's head in my head the, more, the closer and closer the Red Sox inch towards elimination. And so throughout the game, I just kept wanting the lead to change. I just kept wanting teams to rally. When you don't really have a dog in the fight, you really want a classic. And be honest with you, I realized I'm fine with either result. 
I want to see the Giants defeat the Cubs. I could not possibly be any clearer with that. But if it's Giants-Dodgers, holy crap, I've wanted that for years. And if it's Giants-Nationals, and the Nationals will win their first, the first postseason series that the city of Washington has seen since the 24 World Series, and the first postseason series that this franchise had won since 1981 when they were the Expos, and to see Dusty versus the Giants, man, I'd see that. Wouldn't you? And so I realized that when you're perfectly fine with the results, no matter who's going to win, you find yourself thinking, hey, I'm fine with whatever happens. Now, what that will mean is I'll probably root for the Nationals the next game because I'd like this to be a five-game series, and I'd like a game five between Kershaw and Scherzer and have it be a little better than this. So let's face it, uh, we've had the first Red Sox game was a good game, although I didn't like the result. The second one was a clunker. The first game between the Rangers and the Blue Jays was a blow-up, but this other game turned into a thriller, although the the Rangers, I never really had confidence the Rangers were going to come back all the way. Um, and then, of course, you had the two wild-card games, uh, both which were classics. We're after a good start this postseason. We're off to a damn good start this postseason with the Giants and Cubs about to get going and get on their way. Well, look it. By the time you hear this podcast, you will know exactly, chances are you'll know what happened with the Cubs and the Giants. But your pal Sully is going to basically wrap up this podcast right now because I realized something. The three games I've had so far today, I've had a wild, wild stretches of emotions. I want to see the Rangers do well for all sorts of reasons, not just so I feel good about my own picks in terms of the postseason. I don't like to do lousy there. But also, uh, you know what? I'd like to see that series. I, I'm rooting for the Rangers. I mean, if the Blue Jays go on, fine. But there's so many things about the Rangers, especially to celebrate Beltre and Beltran. Two players who, one is definitely in the Hall of Fame, one is making a great case for the Hall of Fame. And this would be a chance to have the team that would win, has already won two pennants this decade, came so close to winning it all, be able to tie up those loose ends if they won the World Series. And do you know what? They better, they better start winning now. I mean, now, before the game even starts. And so I had that emotion. Then I had the Red Sox-Indians, which was, oh, is this going to be 04? Is this going to be 07? Is this going to be 13? And they're like, oh, crap. This might be 09, 05, uh, 95. What do those years mean? Those are years where the Red Sox were swept out of the playoffs. I've seen the Red Sox get swept out of the playoffs in 88, 90, 95, 05, and 09. And let me tell you something. There's a hollow pit in your stomach when you watch your team get swept. There's some years I've seen where they only won one postseason game. At least you have that to cling on to. But it got swept. That stinks. And do you know what? That would... What would make that even stink more is that walk-off game when they clinched the division, but the Yankees hit the grand slam because Kimbrel melted down. I said, do you know what? I don't even get the, the highlight, the release of the championship celebration. For God's sakes, win a playoff game. You know? 
It's so funny. When I think about those teams I just rattled off, 88, 90, 95, 09, I got emotionally attached to each and every one of those teams. And when I had uh, Nick Stevens on and we did our Red Sox memory game, you remember he was like, oh, God, what was what was 98 again? And that wasn't even a sweeper. Oh, we made the playoffs in 09? And that's right. The difference between the teams that you love and worship and hold to your bosom for all time and the difference between that and the team goes like, oh, yeah, I remember that year, I think, is what happens in October. You know, I was thinking about the Cardinals and their two recent championships they won were 06 and 2011. And there is no way that those are the best Cardinal teams of this century. They've had to... The, 2005 team was much better. The 2004 team was much better. Last year's 100-win team was better. I would argue the team that lost to the Dodgers and were swept in 2009 were better. And yet, the two teams, I guarantee you, if you went down and asked Cardinal fans about some of their favorite teams, they're going to list 06. They're going to list 2011. And I bet few of them will list the really exciting, talented team they had in 2009 or the thrilling team they had in 2005 because you remember what you do in the postseason. Although, to be fair, the 05 team did have the Albert Pujols home run against Brad Lidge. So maybe that's not a good example. Well, folks, it's different doing these podcasts in the evening. So uh, the Giants and Cubs are going to start. I'm going to post this. And we're going to talk more playoff baseball tomorrow. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, and everywhere. And go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of Hoon's October. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Just going through an exhausting day of postseason baseball and watch the Cubs-Giants game be a double no-hitter. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the seventh day of October 2016. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.